Welcome, Pelicans fans. My name is Preston Ellis, and you are listening to the Pelican Debrief Podcast Network, and we are under the fan-sided umbrella, the ultimate home for sports fans. Now, you can follow me at Pelican Brief NBA. That's at Pelican Brief NBA. And you can follow our site at pelicandebrief.com, or you can go over to Twitter at Pelican Brief and follow us there. Now, you guys, we got our first win in the Boogie era. Now, I know you're going to say that technically our first win in the Boogie era was against the Pistons last week, but since we didn't have Boogie in the lineup that day, I'm chalking it up to this one. And we walked away 105-97. to And I say we walked away because we were up 14 with six minutes left in the fourth, 99-85, to when D'Angelo Russell led the Lakers on a tear, a 14-0 run that was capped by foul shots from Julius Randle when Boogie Cousins fouled out of the game at the 155 mark. He got his fifth foul at the 730 mark, re-entered at the 330 mark, and ultimately exited and watched the rest of the game from the sidelines, which was for the best because our boys pulled away when Drew Holiday hit a three, and then on the ensuing possession, spiked the ball away from Russell. Cunningham recovered it, got the foul, got the points, and that was all she wrote. The Pelicans walk away with the victory. Now some stat lines. Drew Holiday, 20, 12, and 5 on 7 of 12 shooting. Ultra impressive night for him, and he might get the game ball despite the fact that the points went to Anthony Davis, 31-8 with 3 blocks on 10 of 22, 11 of 17 from the free throw line, and Boogie Cousins in 31 minutes of play, 26 and 15 in the first quarter. He paced the Pels early with three out of three three pointers. Why put the big man in the paint when he's stroking it from back there? And Etwan Moore rounded out the lineup with 12 points on five of nine shooting, and it's not even worth mentioning the rest of the guys. Hollis Thompson paced the bench unit with one point. He did start tonight in favor of Etwan Moore. I guess they need some scoring coming off that bench because they're sure not getting any from Tim Frazier. Although Dante Cunningham did have a nice three in the fourth and uh, was reported, I think, by Graham McQueen that he's been shooting 40% on the year. And he made 55 three-pointers last year through 80 games. And this year he did it through 57. So he has been shooting much more efficiently this season. Now, one note, 10,000 career points for Boogie Cousins. At the end of the second quarter with two foul shots, the first one he made, tied 10,000 and the second one put him over the hump so congrats to the big man glad you're a pelican hopefully a lot more rewards and accolades coming your way sir now let's get back to the top of this game and let's talk about what happened now the pelicans with boogie in the lineup have been accustomed to coming out with early starts getting ahead early scoring 30 points to 18 in the first quarter like they did just two nights ago. But tonight, that was not the case early, as both teams were 0 of 5 and 1 of 6. It was an ugly first couple of minutes to this game, and there were ugly spurts throughout the entire uh, contest, let's just be honest. We had some clunkers from Solomon Hill. This guy cannot buy a bucket. He's having trouble dribbling into traffic, dribbling at all, really consistently losing the handle, getting wide open three uh, point opportunities and just not being able to buy a bucket. So he's really going to have to work in the offseason on these catch-and-shoot threes and just handling the ball if he wants to contribute. He did play well defensively. He was matched up against Brandon Ingram for the bulk of the game, and he does give that lineup the defense that they need, but they are really going to need him to contribute if he doesn't want to become an Andre Roberson type. Now the Pels end the quarter on a 12-4 run. They go up 26-20. to Like I said, they like to come out hot early. They, they've got the juice flowing in their veins, and they come out and they put points on the board, and they are always ahead at the end of the first quarter with Boogie Cousins. 
Now, the second quarter, uh, Frazier hit a three, and that would have been his scoring for the rest of the game. The Lakers put on another 14-0 run that brought them to 32-26. to Initially, the Pels were up 26-18 to before the Lakers got the final bucket in the first quarter. Now, some stuff we want to talk about Dante Cunningham's defense. Uh, he's really great on using his hands, uh, using his wingspan to his advantage, poking the ball away, putting his hands up. But he really had poor uh, positioning on several different possessions tonight. And one that I specifically want to talk about capped that 14-0 run. Brandon Ingram on the wing for the three-pointer. And Dante Cunningham right in front of him, allowed in the baseline, ran right through him for the easy lay-in. Really disappointing to see our contributors not putting forth a better defensive effort. And another uh, defensive woe that we had tonight was our interior defense. A lot of our boys on Twitter were referring to it with Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousin. You know, we really thought we were going to have some kind of SWAT party. And DeMarcus Cousins, known for taking the charge, there was not a lot of defense in the paint early. The Pelicans scored a lot in the paint, and they got scored on even more. We had Russell finger rolls. We had a, a Nick Young dunk, a, a really gorgeous one-handed slam. We had some beautiful finger rolls from Julius Randle. These guys were just getting into the paint and getting whatever they wanted and taking it right to the cup, as Joel Myers would like to say. Now, in the second quarter, we did get an advantage. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, technical, after he wrestled Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis ended up getting three out of his 17 free throw attempts from that exchange. And the Lakers outscored the Pelicans 39 to 29 in the second quarter. That's right. The Los Angeles Lakers scored 39 points after only scoring 20 in the first. So they really crunched our bench unit. And at the end of the first half, the game was 59 to 55. The Lakers had taken the lead after we had a six-point advantage. At the end of the first, the Lakers were up by four, a 10-point swing. Now, in the first half, Boogie really played well for us offensively. 18 points and 9 boards. And something I talked about on our last podcast, Anthony Davis not rebounding when he's on the floor with Boogie Cousins. AD had 15 and 2 rebounds. He was 7 of 12 from the free throw line. But what I want to talk about, at the half, the Pelicans were out-rebounded 27 to 20. Now, this is with minimal minutes from Mozgov. He came off the bench in the second, but he didn't play very much. This was against Julius Randle and Tarek Black and Brandon Ingram and D'Angelo Russell and Nick Young. This is a small ball lineup, and these guys out-rebounded the heck out of the Pelicans. On every transition, DeMarcus Cousins was pretty much on his own fighting for the rebound under the basket while Anthony Davis went to guard the other floor. So we're really going to need the two of those guys to battle together, and that's that's an advantage we need to take advantage of every game, especially against a smaller team like the Lakers. Now, Drew contributed 9-8, Moore had 10 of his 13, and Frazier had 3, and no other Pell had a point. (laughs) That's right. We had uh, double digits from all four of our scorers, Sans Drew. He was only at 9, but with him aside, Tim Frazier paced the rest of our boys with 3 points. No points from starter Hollis Thompson or Solomon Hill, and that's got to change if we're going to go anywhere in the next 25 games, much less the future going forward. The Pelicans really have limited cap flexibility. Um, the Bourbon Street 
shots, guys. Michael McNamara had a great article today about the options that the Pelicans have in the offseason. One is the mid-level exception. We've got our trade exception, and we are eligible for the biannual exception this year. Now, all of that is only under the restriction that we re-sign Drew Holiday. If we don't, we're operating under the cap, and things get a lot stickier. I think we've got about $14 million available to us to plug in all those holes. Uh, so we also have the option of sending off a Jinsa's salary, a Sheik's salary, if we package them with some picks. But uh, <laughs> let's let's cross that bridge when we get to it, I guess. So the third quarter opens, and I was pulling my hair out watching Hollis Thompson play. Now this guy continues getting the start. This is his fifth or sixth game with the Pelicans now. He is shooting 28% from the field, 29% from, from three, and this is all wide open. There were some points during this game where there was no one within 15 feet of Hollis Thompson from the corner, the most efficient place to shoot a three-pointer from, and he could not buy a bucket, finish the game with a single point in well over 25 minutes of play. Starting minutes came in exclusively with our starters wide open every time he touched the ball and could not contribute. And this is something we just re-signed him to a 10-day contract. And this is something we might want to want to send out now and see what's available because his chief responsibility is getting points from that stripe and he's just not doing it and he's hurting us. So, wow, I just went on a rant here. But Hollis Thompson's not a bad person. I'm sure he's a wonderful human being, but he's got to start putting in buckets if he wants to play professional basketball in the NBA. So after that wide-open miss, there were several of them, of course, but the first one in the third quarter, he charged toward the basket, and what looked to be a, an open finger roll clunked off the top of the backboard, and you could hear me screaming for at least a three-mile radius. So the Lakers used that, but the Pelicans roared back with a 13-0 run. We went up 77-67, to outscored the Lakers 28-14 to in the period to finish the period at 83-73 behind Anthony Davis's 10 points and Hollis Thompson's 1. Thank goodness for Hollis Thompson. Now, I'm sorry, it sounds like I'm crucifying. I just want him to play better. I believe in you, Hollis Thompson. Now, back to the fourth. Like we said, Boogie Cousins had his fifth foul early on at the 7.30 mark, but we were all feeling pretty good. If you were following on Twitter, you could see how cocky our guys were getting. The Lakers run on the, the Cunningham turnover, closed it to 7 at the 97-90 to 90 mark, and then entered D'Angelo Russell. Three three-pointers, and then finished off with Julius Randle's free throws to tie the game at the end, and you know what happened from there. So our boys walk away with the victory. As it stands right now, they're five games behind the Denver Nuggets, but don't let that get you down because we still have three games left to play against the Denver Nuggets and over 20 games left to play. So our guys got the win tonight. But what's going to be even more important than the win tonight is our back-to-back -back tomorrow night in Salt Lake City against the fourth-seeded team in the Western Conference, headed by Gordon Hayward and Quinn Snyder and Rudy Gobert. And these guys just played tonight as well against the Sacramento Kings in a hard-fought thriller that went deep into overtime. And it ended up on Willie Cauley-Stein almost winning the game with a dunk seemingly from the free throw line, and it just rimmed off the cup, but Rudy Gobert ended up winning the game on a tip-in with tenths of a second remaining to get these guys to win, so they're going to come in tired tomorrow. They're going to come in hurting. Their guys played a lot of minutes, just as ours did, and it's going to be important to get this one 
off of these guys. And they're only a game and a half ahead of the fifth-seeded Los Angeles Clippers. And Chris Paul and Blake Griffin are back at full strength, so they know there is no room left to lose if they want to host the Clippers. And they definitely, definitely want to host the Clippers and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan and J.J. Redick and Jamal Crawford. There's no way they want to play Game 7 in Los Angeles at the Staples Center. So let's see. uh, That's about going to do it for our episode today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, the Pelicans beat the Lakers. And uh, thank you for following us on the Pelican Debrief Podcast. If you get a second, go ahead and give us a rating and even a review if you're feeling crazy. And follow us. My name is Preston Ellis. You can follow me at Pelican Brief NBA, and you can follow our site at Pelican Debrief on Twitter, or you can visit us at pelicandebrief.com. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the night. Enjoy the win, because we're back at it tomorrow. 